In today's show, I'm going to be sharing with you the five things to watch out for in the Bitcoin market this week, including Bitcoin miners facing a shakeout as one metric warns as the November monthly close looms for the king crypto and quoting Rich Dad, SBF, FTT, FTX, crypto code for I see stupid people, stupid people who believe brand name universities can turn polyamorous weirdos into financial geniuses. Big universities are as corrupt as Big Pharma. SBF and Fauci are both power hungry nerds. Wake up. We are being woked and quoting Max Kaiser. El Salvador's economy is riding up an escalator while the rest of the world crashes down an elevator shaft. Also in today's show, red alert, AAX exec leaves the crypto exchange amid ongoing operational halt. That's right. The former executive said his role in the firm became hollow and that the trust in the brand is broken. Also in today's show, FTX collapse drives curiosity around Sam Bankman-Fried. As Google data shows, in November, the crypto community investigated and found SBF guilty of manipulating and misappropriating user funds, ultimately leading to the fall of the empire built around FTX. Also in today's show, Dogecoin jumps a whopping 19.5% after Elon Musk shares a glimpse into Twitter 2.0 plans. I'll be breaking down some Doge TA as well as this glimpse into Twitter 2.0. Also in today's show, I'll be sharing with you the worst case scenario for Bitcoin and Ethereum, according to crypto analyst Benjamin Cohen. That's right. The widely followed crypto analyst is outlining what he believes could be the worst case scenarios for the leading two digital assets. And spoiler alert, the Ethereum low is between $400 and $600. Also in today's show, Fundstrat's Thomas Lee says he is still a Bitcoin bull and predicts that crypto firms emerge stronger from this market turmoil. That's right. The hedge fund veteran remains long-term bullish on the king crypto and expects the crypto industry to come out of this bear market stronger than before. We'll also be discussing his $200,000 Bitcoin price prediction and we'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. I want to welcome everyone just tuning in to today's live stream of Crypto News Alerts. This is podcast episode number 1117. And I'm your host, JV. And today is November 28, 2022. And as you can see, we have crypto carnage in the markets right now as Bitcoin is barely holding on to that $16,000 support. So let's dive right into coin market cap. You can see the carnage across the entire crypto sector. We got BNB down a whopping 7%, not even above 300 anymore. XRP down 6%, uh, trading under 38 cents. Ethereum down almost 5%, trading under $1,200. Matic is bleeding as well, and it's not looking so great for the altcoin market at this moment. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we can see the current market cap sitting at 8 813 billion dollars with about 47 billion in volume in the past 24 hours current bitcoin dominance back on the rise at 38% with the ether dominance at 17 and a half percent and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past 24 hours stax 
sixth, leading the pack, up 4%, trading at 25 cents, followed by Satoshi Vision, up 4%. I'm shocked that Satoshi Vision hasn't gone to zero already, considering it was founded by a fraudster named Craig Wright. But anyways, it's now trading just under $42, followed by ApeCoin, up 2%, trading at $3.97. Below that, we have Phantom, Tether, and then some other stable coins as well. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week, we do have some nice gains overall for the week after the previous week of carnage we have crv up 27 percent celo up 37 percent and ht up 24.8 percent and checking out one of my favorite indicators crypto greed and fear index shows we're currently rated 28 in fear yesterday a 26 last week a 21 in extreme fear and last month a 34 in fear so there you have it welcome once again to everyone tuning into today's live stream we have lots to cover so now let's discuss the five things to watch out for in the Bitcoin market this week. Let's start with number one, Bitcoin miners do capitulation. According to analysts, that's right. Like others, Bitcoin miners are seeing a major squeeze when it comes to selling accumulated Bitcoin at a profit. It remains to be seen exactly how much financial pain the average miner is in. But one classic metric is preparing to call capitulation once more. Just months after the last such period, the hash ribbons is warning that conditions are again becoming unsustainable. That's right. Quoting Crypto Quan here. So right now, Bitcoin difficulty is really high for miners. So that means costs are getting higher and doing business in this kind of environment is getting harder. That's why miners do not work in full force. If they have efficient new generation mining machines, they put them into work. But that's all. Inflation is high and people feels effect on those living costs. Bitcoin price is declining. Mining costs and difficulty is getting higher. Tough environments for miners, which we can see here in the hash ribbons indicator. Now let's discuss our next factor to keep your eyes out on this week in the Bitcoin market. Bitcoin eyes volatility into the monthly close, which is right around the corner. That's right. Bitcoin slash USD managed to stave off significantly weak losses at the latest candle close November 27th at around 16,000 now at the time of this recording. And as you can see here in the Bitcoin one week candle chart with the lack of volatility characterizing intraday price action, traders and analysts remain cautious about the next step as they should be quoting material indicators it is a long holiday weekend so expect things to get interesting as we move towards the weekly and monthly close he shared and a subsequent post reiterated that the november 30 close would likely spark fresh volatility with bitcoin currently 21 percent down versus the start of the month so much for october <laughs> you know what i mean or November, should I say. This makes November's 2022 Bitcoin's worst November since its previous bear market year in 2018, which we can see here. And on the shorter time frames, we have Crypto Tony, who highlighted the $16,000 as a key zone to flip for the higher levels to enter next while keeping mindful of the longer term trend. Quoting him here, lower highs along with consolidating below a major resistance zone. If you want to enter safely, wait for a flip of the lows he summarized over the weekend. Now, um, I also want to point out that crypto capo is calling for a twelve thousand dollar bottom which is another 40 to 50 percent drop for altcoins which would come along with it now for the third factor to keep your eyes out on this week in the bitcoin market under the bitcoin c hodlers accumulate that's right big or small population of the bitcoin ecosystem is right now aggressively adding to its bitcoin exposure this month as they should be keep stacking them stats and a positive sign for the future supply squeeze where demand comes up against a larger portion of illiquid supply accumulation appears to be gathering pace 
Let's freaking go. According to on-chain analytics firm Glassnode, it is the retail investors mostly responsible for the current trend. The smaller investors, referred to variously as crabs and shrimps, depending on the wallet balance, are increasing in numbers, which you can see in this chart. Bitcoin shrimps showed a Twitter thread about the phenomenon and the post read crabs up to 10 BTC have also seen aggressive balance increase of 191,000 BTC over the last 30 days. This is a convincing all time high eclipsing the July 2022 peak of 126,000 Bitcoin for the month. That's right. Now for the next flag to keep your eyes out on this week in the Bitcoin market. Woo flags the inbound max pain for Willie Woo, the analyst behind popular statistics resource. Google on-chain metrics are pointing to Bitcoin's next macro bottom being imminent, highlighting three of them this weekend. Wu showed that for all intents and purposes, Bitcoin is behaving exactly as it did at the pit of the previous bear markets. The portion of the Bitcoin supply held at an unrealized loss, for example, is approaching macro lows, a phenomenon covered by the Max Payne model. Quoting the on-chain analyst here, Bitcoin bottom is getting close under the Max Payne model. Historically, the Bitcoin price reaches macro cycle bottoms when 58 to 61 percent of the coins are underwater, which we can see in this chart in the orange. Green shading adjusts for the coins locked up inside the grayscale Bitcoin trust. And continuing, he noted that the MVRV ratio value for Bitcoin is also targeting the buy zone, which has historically given investors maximum profit potential. Now, the MVRV is Bitcoin's market cap divided by the realized cap, the aggregate price at which each Bitcoin last move. The resulting number has delivered the buy and sell zones corresponding to price extremes. Quoting the on-chain analyst again, MVRV ratio is deep inside the value zone. Under the signal, we were already bottoming one until the latest FTX white swan debacle brought us back into the buy zone, which is number two. And Wu's third chart, the cumulative Value Days Destroyed, better known as the CBDD, was recently also covered. Quoting him here, use these charts at your own discretion. We are in an unprecedented time of deleveraging, he added, cautioning that past cycles do not necessarily reflect future ones. Now for the fifth and final factor to keep your eyes out on this week in the Bitcoin market, and that's the macro mood rocked by China protests. That's right. Some key economic data from the U.S. is due this week, but crypto analysts are more focused on China with an already fragile status quo hanging on inflation trends. Unrest in the world's factories could unsettle the market performance. Some warn China is in a grip of wave of protests against the government's policy on Novid with multiple cities defying lockdowns to demand the end of no COVID zero will more power to them, right? We got to stand up against this tyranny. With this in mind, risk assets could be in for a rough ride if the situation spirals out of control. Quoting Mikhail Van de Pop, crucial area of Bitcoin couldn't break. So we're still consolidating within that range and on support right now. If this is lost, I'd expect new lows to be seen on the markets, probably depending upon China and the FTX contagion this week. And even mainstream media were warning of potential repercussions on the day with John Tor head of trading at Exchange Independent Reserve, telling Bloomberg that elevated contagion risk is being profiled into the crypto complex. Meanwhile, Asia stock markets were modestly down on the day, with Hong Kong's Hang Seng and Shanghai Composite Index down 1.6% and 0.75% respectively. Now for the bonus factor to watch out for this week, Bitcoin bottoms and crude oil. That's right. On a related macro note, Bitcoin is now on the line for outperformance in U.S. dollar terms, one well-known analyst has shared in W. 
WTI crude oil terms, the Bitcoin price action is already at a macro low. And if history calls for a resurgence, which includes a significant appreciation trend against USD, we are finally at the bottom channel. TechDev confirmed over the weekend, quitting him here. Bitcoin's crude oil energy purchasing power topped in April 2021 now looks poised for another leg of outperformance and rise in USD value. So there you have it. And now for an infamous quote from the one and only real Robert Kiyosaki, SBF, FTT, and FTX talking about Sam Bankman-Fried, their native token of FTX, which was FTT, and the exchange itself is a crypto code for I see stupid people, stupid people who believe brand name universities can turn polyamorous weirdos into financial geniuses. Big universities are as corrupt as Big Pharma. SBF and Fauci are both power-hungry nerds. Wake up. We're being woke. Preach and shout out to Rich Dad and quoting uh, the one and only Max Kaiser, El Salvador's economy is riding up as an es- up the escalator while the rest of the world crashes down the elevator shaft. Tell them how you really feel, Max. But with that being shared, what are your thoughts surrounding the short-term price action for the King Crypto? Do you think we're likely to hit lower lows as the current low for the cycle is 15500 Or do you think we'll hold strong? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Keep it in mind, we're only a roughly around 600 shy of the current low, so we can witness lower lows at any time at this current uh, session in the market. Anything can happen, so just be prepared. And with that being shared, now let's discuss a red alert of a crypto exchange I'm stressing extreme caution with right now. If you have any of your crypto on AAX, be sure to remove it ASAP. And here's why. Weeks after the AAX exchange started halting its withdrawals, its vice president for global marketing and communications announced that it has resigned from his role at the crypto exchange, which is a red flag anytime you see a head or CEO or executive resigning from a major uh, role at a crypto exchange. In the Twitter uh, thread, uh, his name's Ben Caselin. He confirmed that he has left the firm and highlighted reasons as to why he decided to leave his post at the crypto exchange. According to Caselin, despite his efforts and fighting for the community, the initiatives that they came up with were not accepted. The executive described that his role in communications became hollow. The former AAX exec also expressed his disagreement with the way that AAX is handling the issue. Caselin described the actions of the exchange as without empathy and overly opaque and in the midst of the withdrawal halt. That's right. They've already halted all withdrawals as of last week. The former executive also highlighted that many people, including some of his own family members, have asked him for help. However, Caselin wrote that there was nothing he can do at the moment and that everyone is waiting for actions from the exchange. Just another the reason to self-custody, right? Despite the current situation, the former AAX executive believes that things will be handled without evil intentions, but noted that the damage is already done. The brand is no more and trust is broken. That's right. The genie is out of the bottle. On November 14th, the AAX exchange started to halt withdrawals, citing a need to fix a glitch on its system upgrade. The exchange assured its community that the halt and withdrawals had nothing to do with the ongoing FTX collapse and said they have no financial exposure to the embattled FTX exchange. But after the announcement, the AAX team highlighted that it needs additional capital because its investors have decided to withdraw their funds from AAX because of the FTX collapse, which they should, right? Precaution. The exchange explained that this puts them at a risk of a capital deficit, which they have to fix before resuming normal operations. So there you have it. I don't know how many of you have ever used this crypto exchange. Let me know if you've even ever heard of it. AAX. I personally never used it before. Thank God. But it seems that this contagion from the FTX. 
FTX fallout of one of the largest cryptos exchanges in the world is affecting all of these other exchanges, kind of like a domino effect. It's shocking to see, but this is the reality. And yet another reason to self-custody your precious crypto funds. With that being shared, now let's dive into the latest of what's happening with FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. I actually watched BitBoy's live stream yesterday. How many of you watched it? Let me know in the comments. And he was actually with a guy from the Bahamas who was running for prime minister, and they discussed a lot of the corruption. And the Bahamian government do not want this. You know what I mean? It makes them look bad, like they're welcoming uh, fraudsters into their country. So they want to do something about this. Obviously, the entire crypto community wants to do something about this and not let this go as the media and politicians and the SEC is using Bankman-Fried as a scapegoat to achieve their political agenda, which is corruption at its finest. But with that being shared, here's what's going on right now. The fall of FTX seemingly had the biggest impact on the crypto ecosystem as Google search for their CEO. Scam Bankman-Fried hit the roof over November 2022. Some of the biggest drivers for this trend includes mainstream media attention, colossal losses, as well as political ties. That's right. November 2nd, Bankman-Fried lost his credibility after his company Alameda Research was found holding a large amount of FTX token, better known as FTT, currently trading at only a dollar and 29 cents. Ouch. An asset issued by FTX. And over the following two weeks, the crypto community investigated and found Sam Bankman-Fried guilty of manipulating and misappropriating user funds, ultimately leading to the fall of the empire of roughly 130 companies built by SBF. And on one hand, the crypto community openly criticized Scam Bankman-Fried and his accomplices, including Caroline Ellison. But on the other hand, mainstream media published puff pieces to water down Bankman-Fried's wrongdoings, which Tesla CEO Elon Musk and Binance CEO CZ, amongst others, called out. Good for them. They should. The blatant attempts by the mainstream media to change the narrative around SBF saw massive resistance from crypto Twitter. That's right. And furthering fueling uh, the curiosity and forcing the general public to do their own research about the subject. And as a result, Google searches for the term scam, I should say scam bankman freed uh, for now on instead of Sam Bankman-Fried, right? They surged in November and the curiosity around Sam Bankman-Fried overpowered other infamous personalities in the space, including co-founder and CEO of Terraform Labs, Do Kwan, co-founder and CEO of Three Arrows Capital, Suzu, as well as Satoshi Nakamoto impersonator, Craig Wright. Now, Google Trends data shows that searches for SPF are 185.7% more than they were for Do Kwan when Terra collapsed in May of 2022. The collapse of Terra was considered the biggest blunder in crypto history until Scam Bankman-Fried took the spot. Six months later, congratulations to the Afrocentric, altruist, faker, uh, and fake vegan. Now, the FTX dust is far from settling as Turkey's Financial Crimes Investigation Board, M-A-S-A-K, seized Bankman-Fried's assets amid ongoing investigations. The seizure was made after finding criminal suspicion of FTX, failing to safely store user funds, embezzlement of customer assets, as well as market manipulation. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding the corruption surrounding FTX and literally over a million crypto investors from all around the world being scammed by scam bankman freed bank man. That's the name the banksters gave to him ironic, wouldn't you think? But do you think he'll likely have to serve any jail time or do you think he'll just you know, get a little slap on the wrist and be free because right now he's roaming uh, the Bahamas in his penthouse 
living the luxury life. Uh, him and his family purchased up over $131 million in real estate that they can account for just in the Bahamas alone, which was not included in their bankruptcy filings. Also, mass properties in Dubai are being unveiled as well as this is I mean, this smells scam all over it. If you can't see the obvious with the painting on the wall, I don't know what to tell you. But don't expect the lamestream media to preach the truth as they're putting out puff pieces trying to protect him because they're trying to protect the criminals higher up involved in this scandal, including the SEC, CFTC, and the list goes on and on. But with that being shared, now let's discuss why in the world is Dogecoin pumping. Yesterday, it pumped literally 20%. And I was like, oh my God, why is this pumping? Well, now we know the reason why, thanks to Elon Musk. Lo and behold, the billionaire entrepreneur, Elon has confirmed he intends to integrate payments into what he describes as Twitter 2.0, the everything app, fueling a short-lived almost 20% price surge for the meme-inspired crypto Dogecoin, as they say. Every dog has his day. That day was yesterday for Doge. The new Twitter CEO revealed his plans in a November 27 tweet to his 120,000 million followers in which he shared several slides from a recent Twitter company talk. Now, when you have 120 million Twitter followers, it doesn't take much to pump any cryptocurrency, hence why we just saw this massive 20% pump. And as he shares here, slides from my Twitter company talk. Now, while Musk made no mention of Doge in the tweet, and it still pumped 20%, or in the attached slides, this didn't appear to stop some investors from being hopeful that Dogecoin would be involved in some way. Just imagine if he said Dogecoin was being involved in a major way in this Twitter 2.0. I bet you Doge probably would have jumped 50 to 100%. Insanity, if you're to ask me. Someone asked here, payments in Dogecoin and tagged Elon Musk. And I don't think they got a response. But according to data from CoinGecko, Dogecoin's price surged 19.4% from 8.9 cents to over 10 cents over several hours after the tweet before cooling off at around 96 cents. I mean, 9.6 cents at the time of this recording. Other plans listed as part of Musk's vision for Twitter 2.0, including advertising as entertainment, video, encrypted DMs, and long-form tweets and relaunch Blue Verified. Data from the slides also suggests that Musk's takeover of the company has already made an impact with the social media platform reaching an all-time high in terms of new user signups and user active minutes, which were up 86% and 30% respectively over the last week in comparison to the same seven-day period in 2021. How many of you like the new Twitter since Elon has taken over? Let me know yay or nay in the comments below. Personally, I like it because I'm all for free speech and he brought back a lot of people who have been Unfortunately, ghosted from the platform, people like Andrew Tate, which, you know, I'm all for free speech. In October, rumors surfaced of Twitter's crypto wallet plans after popular tech blocker, blogger Jane Manchun Wong speculated in an October 27 tweet that the company had already begun working on wallet prototypes that support crypto deposits and withdrawals, which led Doge price surge at 40%. At the time, and also Liar Yaf, the co-founder of Switzerland-based blockchain software company, Yal Yurida, told Cointelegraph that even if Musk were to integrate Dogecoin onto Twitter, it wouldn't be a wise decision, as they stress here. Even if they do manage to build a payment system around Twitter, there are much better blockchain solutions than Dogecoin to choose from with regards to security, privacy, smart contracts, and scaling. Talk about Bitcoin, right? And Daniel Elsaway, CEO and co-founder of the centralized exchange TideFi, recently shared that while the integration is possible, its utility on Twitter would be strictly limited to payments. As he shares here, given that Doge cannot directly interact with smart contracts as part of its original 
original design, I would say that unless it's specifically used as an option for payment, the use cases associated will continue to remain speculative. So there you have it. What are your thoughts overall surrounding the Elon takeover of Twitter? Do you think this is for the good of the crypto community? I'll let your boy in the comments right down below. And now let's discuss some worst case scenarios for the top two cryptos by market cap, which include Bitcoin as well as Ethereum as per crypto analysts. Benjamin Cohen, the Wiley followed crypto analyst, is outlining what he believes could be the worst case scenarios for the leading two digital assets. In a new interview with Altcoin Daily, crypto strategist Benjamin Cohen says that macroeconomic headwinds could drive Bitcoin and Ethereum to fresh bear market lows. And looking at Ethereum first, Cohen predicts that Ethereum could lose as much as 65% of its current value of its price today of around 1175 bucks. As he shares here, the worst case scenario would be dependent on how this, how bad this potential recession ends up being. It is hard to know exactly how that's going to affect crypto, but I would say for Ethereum, the main levels I am watching are the 400 to $600 range. Now, could you imagine picking up Ethereum at 400 bucks like whoa he continues i don't know if it's going to go all the way down to 400 but i do think a 600 eth is potentially in the cards mainly because i think there is a lot of evidence to suggest that it's about one cycle behind bitcoin in terms of volatility Eth's first cycle was a solid 95 percent bear market and bitcoin's first bear market was 94 percent bitcoin's second bear market was around 87 percent so if ethereum goes down 87 percent from its all-time high or even 88 percent that's going to put it at just below $600. So I think there is a case to be made that Ethereum could have this final capitulation down into the $400 to $600,000 range. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analyst. And the popular analyst also goes on to present what he feels could be the worst case scenario for the king crypto by market cap, adding that he doesn't think it'll be hit as hard as the alts. Quoting him here, I don't think Bitcoin has to drop nearly as much as some of these altcoins to actually find its bottom. The main indicators that I am still looking at is that it still needs to trigger are these things like Bitcoin normally has a daily close below its balance price. Right now, the balance price is right at $15,000. So that would tend to make me think we need to go below $15,000 at some point. And Bitcoin's balance price is a model that attempts to capture the fair value of the king crypto by measuring the difference between Bitcoin's realized price and transferred price. And to watch this video that Benjamin Cohen did entitled Worst Case Scenario for Bitcoin and Ethereum, I am scared. Check the show notes below the video in the description. And what are your thoughts surrounding those worst case scenarios? Are you in agreement? And also in a previous episode, a couple of days ago, I shared a potential Bitcoin bottom worst case scenario from another analyst who said we can potentially drop all the way down to $6,000 for the King Crypto. So a worst case scenario for Ethereum could be four to 600 and for Bitcoin can potentially be as low as $6,000. So be prepared. And with that being shared, now let's dive into the story we have all been waiting for and discuss the latest with Tom Lee, who is the actual creator of Litecoin and his prediction as last year in uh, the end of 2021, he came out and said he was convinced that Bitcoin would hit $200,000 sometime in 2022. Now, obviously that did not come to fruition, but nonetheless, let's see what the latest has to be shared by the one and only Thomas Lee 
of fund strat. So here we go. Hedge fund veteran Tom Lee remains long-term bullish on Bitcoin and expects the crypto industry to come out of this bear market stronger than ever before. Let's go. In a new interview on CNBC, Fundstrat Managing Partner says that while 2022 has been terrible for crypto investors, he still thinks a new chapter could be emerging. Quoting him here, nobody has made money in crypto in 2022, but it's not that different than 2018. If we look back at the crypto winter, when Bitcoin went from 17000 to something like $3,200 or so, that was the time that some of the best projects were created. So I think that's an important moment for the industry. I think it is the cleansing of a lot of bad players. And I think it's important. Do I think crypto is dead? No. Do I think a lot of people are just throwing gasoline in a crowded theater and yelling fire? Yeah. And it's just going to be important for those who really like what decentralization and what Bitcoin are doing. They need to have the staying power. But yeah, 2022 has been terrible. Preach. Now, Lee compares today's crypto space to the traditional financial sector of 2008, where many firms imploded during the crisis before giving away to stronger entities. As he shares here, we first read about Bitcoin in 2017, and we recommended people put 1% of their funds into Bitcoin at the time when Bitcoin was under $1,000. That holiday today would, or that holding today would be 40% of their portfolio without rebalancing. So does Bitcoin still make sense for someone to have some sort of ballast? Yes. Is it going to have another terrible year next? I think if there is more fraud, yes. But if this was the moment of financial stress that we are going to see emerge from this, the companies that emerged from the great financial crisis, the ascendancy of banks like JP Morgan really came out of 08. And I think the mistake people made in the great financial crisis is to say that banks were untouchable. And that's what's happening right now in crypto. And to watch this recent video he did on CNBC, check the show notes below the video in the description. And now for his $200,000 price prediction he was calling for last year. Let's uh, share this, shall we? Check this out. Uh, yeah, so the permable predicted Bitcoin would hit 200,000 this year in last December of 2021. And back then, Fundstrat analysts described that target as achievable, forecasting that 2022 would be a good year for the largest cryptocurrency. But lo and behold, 2022 was in fact one of the worst years for the cryptocurrency in this crypto winter. But I think there were a lot of, a lot of black swan events many weren't anticipating. I mean, how many were calling for the fall of FTX last year? Nobody. How many were calling for the fall of Terra and, you know, their stable coin, or I should say not so stable coin, uh, Three Arrows Capital, uh, Voyager, you know, uh, BlockFi, and the list goes on and on. Literally hundreds and hundreds of companies being impacted by this contagion. So I think it caught Tom Lee and many analysts off guard. But who is to say that we can't still realistically reach a $200,000 target? Here in the near future, potentially, I mean, can it happen next year? Anything is possible. Is it probable? Probably not. But I think after the halving personally in 2024, we can realistically see a six-figure Bitcoin price. I also like to throw out there that the stock flow model predicts a $100,000 plus Bitcoin price between 2024 and 2025. Credible Crypto is calling for $150,000 Bitcoin price in 2023. We also have Max Kaiser calling for $222,000 or $220,000 as well. And then we also have Samson Mao calling for a six-figure Bitcoin price next year. We have Tim Draper calling for a $250,000 Bitcoin price 
by the second quarter of 2023. So there's still many bullish predictions out there. It's very unfortunate. We didn't have that bullish, crazy year for 2022. But hey, we're in crypto winter. It is what it is. But the uh, the prospects of the future is looking uh, optimistic, if you're to ask me. So with that being shared, what are your thoughts surrounding Tom Lee's $200,000 Bitcoin price prediction? And by what year do you think this will turn into fruition? Let me know in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out Crypto News Alert net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.